0: This show may soon get an Emmy nomination, because this is quickly becoming the go-to radio program for Emmy winners. Yesterday, we were joined by um, Kelsey Grammer, who was a, an Emmy winner, and today... We are joined by a three-time Emmy Award-winning actress, writer, and producer with a career spanning over 30 years in the entertainment industry. She also happens to be the wife of a highly decorated NYPD sergeant, Martha Byrne. Uh, Martha, thanks so much for joining me on the radio. I know it's a tough hour, and I appreciate you being available.
1: (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. When I get invited to come on your show, I'm absolutely going to show up. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, uh, the pleasure is uh, is all mine. I'm, I'm sorry that uh, we're going to be focusing on a topic which I'm sure is not the most pleasant for you to uh talk about but when i was promoting your appearance all sorts of people reached out to me and said i can't believe you're having martha byrne on i loved her Uh on uh, as the world turns i loved her on general hospital and you are really a huge soap opera star but it seems to me that soap opera fame is a little bit different from all other types of fame have you found that is being a soap star different than being a star in other media
1: Absolutely. Because you're coming into people's living rooms every single day. So you're part of their family. You're part of their landscape of their home every day. You know, people would turn on the television, they would sit, they would have conversations with their friends, their family, and it's like a a part of their, their lives. So and they watch you grow up. So I started on the show when I was 15 years old. So they watched me go through high school and get married in real life and have my kids on television because they saw me pregnant. They saw me they knew about my real life, they would read up on you. So it, it's a relationship. I mean, how often does somebody be on a show for almost 20 years? So you've seen them, you know, their entire like camera.
0: Do you ever have a situation, and maybe this is not the kind of thing that really happens in real life, but do you ever have a situation where people recognize you on the street, and then they talk to you and greet you as if you're the character that you played on one of these soap operas?
1: Always. Really? I mean, people still. Yeah, people. Call me lily i mean the woman in my my bank my my drive-through at the bank she recognized my voice just on the through which was so strange because i haven't been on the show for so long and she said you sound like lily from as a world so people just know you as that character because remember they don't know your you uh they can relate to you that way and i i love that because it means that you've you know you've you've captured something and your performance that feels real to them and it's personal. So I, I just love it. It still happens today.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah, people still greet me as if I'm this Frank Morano character instead of greeting me as if I'm <laughs> under my real name. Um, now, um, you've been married to your husband, Michael McMahon, for uh, oh, about three decades. How yeah. does a an Emmy Award-winning uh, soap opera star end up with a decorated NYPD sergeant. When we picture cops getting married from Jersey, we we generally picture them marrying, I don't know, another cop or a teacher or a homemaker. When we picture uh, Emmy award-winning actresses getting married, we picture them getting married and divorced (laughs) from other Emmy award-winning actors. How did you end up with a cop? I met him through a
1: really dear friend of mine who I had just moved back from California and it was kind of a girl's night out with my really close friend from high school And she said, well, my my brother-in-law's cousins are going to come meet us out. I was like, okay. And walked in. It really is like a, it does sound like a fairy tale, but he walked in. I was like, ooh, he is cute. So I walked up to him and and I knew he was Irish and I'm Irish, you know, through and through Irish. And I said, I hear your name is McMahon and I'm Byrne. And, you know, we started talking about our families. And before you know it, now we were together, we were engaged within six months and married within a year and that was in 1993. Wow. It's been a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah really I would amazing, I would say amazing. so.
0: That's uh that's wild. Now, he had quite a career. As uh, yeah. as a police officer, he was uh, he had got over 75 career awards, including the uh, the combat cross. And then I know he went into a, a different career as a private investigator. So did he retire from the NYPD before starting his uh, private investigation firm?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what happened was he you know had been in street crime and. He had worked in narcotics and undercover, and you know he had had an incredible career in the Bronx and all over the city actually. And he was in a police chase um, that was in the Bronx, and he hit a telephone pole at 50 miles an hour, Mm. and it it ended his career, um, which was devastating to him. I mean, he was when I say heartbroken when that happened. He broke his hip. He broke broke. he He was just devastating injuries. So when he retired, he was really didn't know what to do because he had taken the police test when he was 16 years old, in NYPD, he it was a career, it was a calling for him and he's had to switch gears and he became a private investigator and then became one of the most sought after successful private investigators in the country, really, because he worked with some of the top defense attorneys in the world, really wow. for high profile cases and um, really became a, a, a wonderful new career for him. And, it turned it took a dark turn mm. um in October of 2020 after working for his business he had developed his business and grown his business for thirteen years um on october twenty eighth 2020 uh the front door banging on our front door, and the FBI swarmed our house and he was arrested uh for working as, as a for, I, I laugh because it's ridiculous um as a foreign agent working for the Chinese communist party now, which is the most,
0: well, yeah, no, I no, know. no, please it, go ahead. Finish, finish this yeah, up. But
1: so just so you, just just so to kind of get some clarity on this. Yeah. So in October, 2020, this case that he was arrested for happened in 2016. Uh, for a few days, he did some background checks. He did some, I mean, he's had hundreds of cases since he's been a PI. Now this is an, this is a normal routine case, ran some background checks, did some asset searches. It was a civil matter, uh, and then he did a few days of surveillance in April of 2017, and he never thought about it again. It was just a routine case, and then all of a sudden, your life is completely shut down, um, and you start trying to put the pieces together. Why the heck this happened? I mean, it was—it's been hard. It's been a horrible, horrible injustice that's happened to my husband.
0: Um. If people just came, we're talking with uh, Martha Byrne, uh, Emmy Award winning actress, also uh, a philanthropist who's raised millions of dollars for charities like uh, St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and uh, her husband, um, Michael McMahon, retired, highly decorated NYPD sergeant, arrested about a, a year and a half ago by the FBI. Prior to that arrest in October of 2020, either as a private investigator or as a police officer, did he ever have any other uh, problems with the law? Was he ever accused no. of, of a crime no. or anything like that?
1: This guy, let me tell you something. This guy was the, the no, <laughs> never. First of all, well, he is when you hear, you know you hear about his career. This is a guy who would you know lay his life on the line for anybody in this country, and would to, to this day and, and sacrifice his entire life for us. For others but no he was again highly decorated and in his career you know it's, as a private investigator he became the sought after pi because the defense attorneys always like this guy knows the streets he is, has more, more integrity than anybody sure. i've ever met um no this was this was completely out of the blue um you know to out of the blue i mean shock i would say um, and to find out that you know He did nothing wrong, by the way. So just so you know, in the case, nothing he did that he's been accused of is is uh, out of the scope of what you're legally allowed to do as a private investigator. So surveillance, background checks, asset searches. This is all he's all these things he's legally allowed to do. So there was no crime. So to this day, after thousands of pages of discovery, we're still going, why was Mike McMahon, my husband, charged with anything? Because. There is no crime so we don't we still don't know to this day why he was even charged in the first place and by the way with his background like just so you know he was a federally approved private investigator which means he was cleared by the federal government and does background they did background checks they did security checks on him because he worked on some of the most high profile federal cases in the country wow. and was allowed to do so so the fact that he was federally approved to work on other cases why wasn't he brought in to work on this case with the government in 2017 why didn't they see this guy as an asset why did they why did they peg him as a criminal in that case but all the other federal cases that he worked on he was the go-to guy it so, doesn't make sense l-
0: let's discuss the details of this case that he was uh, arrested for in october of 2020 now when he was arrested. Um, what exactly what he's, was he charged with? I know you said it was being in cahoots with the Chinese Communist Party, but what, what crimes has he been charged with?
1: He was charged with FARA, which is a failure to register as a foreign agent, which, again, as a private investigator, he should be exempt the, under the commercial uh, arm of that. Um, you've heard a lot about FARA. You've been hearing a lot about more about it in the last couple of years. Um, for interstate stalking, which apparently is, You know, him doing surveillance, which makes no sense because he 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 uh, alerted the police department, the local police department, every time he did surveillance, which he always does. in every he lets them know they're his make model car that he's armed, where he's going to be so that it's it's just normal for PIs to do that. So that can't be true. Um, Conspiracy, which working for the Chinese Communist Party, by the way, how can you fail to register as a foreign agent when the people that have hired you have lied and given you false information about who they are? You know, Chinese agents walk around with, you know, business cards saying, hello, I'm a Chinese agent. And by the way, also they, he didn't do anything they asked him to do wasn't illegal. This is very important to understand what he was asked to do by the clients that hired him. The defense, the real defense in this case was not illegal. Doing background checks and doing valence is perfectly legal for what he did, so there wasn't any red flags to him to go wait a minute this is this is really something's not right yet because if there were he's a he's a highly decorated guy and p i he would have you know he knows his his work he you know does his due sure. diligence he does his background he- you know checks every fact that has been given to him and everything checked out so this this is a, it's even more concerning i think is that there there was no crime here, and we're still we're still sitting here going, and we're fighting this, and we've been fighting it since day one. It's ridiculous. Oh no, insane. I mean,
0: it sounds it sounds insane. Now, uh, just so the audience is clear, the client that hired your husband to do private investigative work, they were affiliated with the Chinese Communist Party. So what happened was he was
1: called by a legitimate translation company in New York. He was paid through an American bank. He, d- he signed um, uh, retainer, a retainer agreement with an American <laughs> company. The client said they had money stolen from a Chinese construction company that were looking for assets here in this country, okay? So these were American people that were hiring him to do assets to see if there was money here, where the money was, which is very common. If you someone steals money anywhere in this country, they want to find out where
0: mm. they're
1: spending it, where the people are it. That's it. So everything about this was checked out. Like again, the story, the background it was—it all made sense. That's it. I mean, if you're getting hired by an American company for something that's legitimately you're legally allowed to do and normal, very common, where's the where's the the issue? There is no issue. That's why, you know. Um, that's it. It's so simple and, and, and insane. I can't we're still talking about this. I really can't. What they've done to my husband is it's unforgivable. It is tragic that they arrested my husband in front of my children for no reason. It's absolutely unforgivable to me. And the fact that they didn't come to him and warn us. By the way, Richard Grinnell, who is the former Dean of the country, he said that the, the government has an obligation to notify U.S. citizens. If they've been targeted by a foreign entity, if they've been targeted by foreign agents, or foreign anything, we we were not warned. And Christopher Wray, also the head of the FBI, said these people were acting like a, a criminal an organized crime syndicate. So excuse me. You've known since 2017 that my husband was targeted by Chinese agents and you didn't warn my family. You didn't protect us. But, you know, it, 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 what I tell you, it goes beyond the scope of of. Uh, uh, insanity I, I i can't believe i'm still talking and, and
0: is, they is, never sought the just to be clear they never sought to get your husband to cooperate as part of some investigation no. against this entity no
1: no which they should have done because he is incredibly you know the fact that they didn't bring him in and have him become a part an asset for this this operation is 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 shameful right
0: or at least because, ask at least ask right
1: how much uh, how much, is, how much is, listen by the way if they had come to him in 2017, what kind of information could they have gotten and helped them? You know, this is how many years ago you're going to come in my house. For, they investigated him for four years. For four years they investigated my husband instead of bringing him in. He's across the bridge, for God's sakes. We live in New Jersey. Why? I, it, it boggles the mind that he can be working on federal cases, sometimes probably in the same building maybe, mm-hmm. of the people that are investigating him, and they're not – They're not bringing him in. No one can understand this. This is a question we still don't have an answer to to this day.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Now we've heard, as you mentioned, a great deal about Farah lately. Um, Paul Manafort, who was on this show not long ago, we discussed the Farah charges that he was charged with. Uh, my colleague, Rudy Giuliani, people are always talking about him potentially getting charged for a Farah violation. Um, I don't know of any other instance – now, normally the people that you think of having FARA issues are lobbyists, consultants, people that do work with foreign governments. Uh, I don't know of any other instance of a private investigator being charged with FARA violations. Is that common from what you're aware of, Martha?
1: No, not at all. Not only is it not common, I have spoken to private investigators across this country and national PI associations. They didn't even know about it. They weren't even aware of it. So that's a problem. If the, if the government knows that PIs are part of the spycraft of, of these foreign actors and they're not warning them, when I tell you I sat across from major private investigators of this country and they looked at me like, oh, my gosh, we had no idea. Because, by the way, it's it falls under a commercial exemption in FARA. Michael, my husband made a few thousand dollars on this case. That's it. So why would he risk his entire life, his business, family, his integrity for a few thousand dollars to work for the Chinese Communist Party, by the way? But Farah, there's not a Farah here. That's why no other private investigators have been charged. Mm. You know, And the, the fact that he was charged, there's a lot to this case that I have a lot of questions about. And I'm not going away until I figure out the answers here because it makes no sense whatsoever.
0: What was John, bail set at your, for your husband when he was arrested?
1: Five hundred thousand dollars cash bail, and far, far more than the the actual defendants that um, hired him that were arrested. And many of them are in China, by the way, never coming back. The ones that were the actual heads of this operation are gone and never coming back. So my husband, five hundred thousand dollars cash bail, for it 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 just you know your whole life turns upside down. He loses his business, you know. He loses his. They take away his PI license. His he's plastered all over these the the, the news with false information about this case. He, you know they destroyed him, his his reputation. It's just disgusting. So it, I, I can't even. No, you know, my my heart goes
0: out to both of you and your three children. Thank I can't talk Thank about a, a living nightmare. Um, so, yes. I just reiterate: he got a half million dollars bail. And that was a great deal more than the people that hired him, who I guess were a lot closer to the being at the heart of the conspiracy. How can he, who has no prior criminal record, how can he get more so much more of a a bail package than the people that hired him? Who uh, I guess if there's a real criminal to be had, that's a much more severe degree of criminality. I would think.
1: That's a great question. And I have no answer to that. It's, it's, you have to ask them who decided that why, why he's the, you know, he's this, whatever they, whatever they've labeled him as, but I have no idea. It makes absolutely no sense.
0: What has this done uh, over the last year and a half to your family's finances?
1: <sighs> I mean, <laughs> uh, hit a brick wall. I mean, you know, thank God we have, you know, um, I mean, how, how do I even answer that question? It's, it's devastating. It's devastating. I mean, you're, you've, you've put your life together. You've built a life, you have, have children to raise, you have, you know, you're, you've established yourself um, in, in your life where you've tried to build um, some sort of future for yourself and then you're hit out of nowhere and it's just devastating. I mean, it's absolutely devastating. We have incredible family and friends and uh, you know, we've been really getting by, and, and, and we're okay. You know, like we're going, we're okay. But we don't know the future of this, and that's the scary part. I don't say scary because you know we're not going anywhere. By the way, he's not taking any plea deal, and he's not. We are not stopping until he that. That's precisely
0: what I was going to ask you about. So uh, he's going to take this to trial.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. There is no evidence that he did anything wrong, and to this day like i said thousands of thousands of pages we've still yet to see any any anything that shows that he had any knowledge who these people actually were and trust me the, the truth always comes out the truth always remains at the end of this and we were going to wait until that happens because it has to get out the truth has to get out about this case um, but no we're not we're not backing down and i think that's the, the the sad part is that the pressure you know the intimidation and all of that it's like This guy's innocent. He goes, I'm never, ever standing in front of a judge and going to lie and say I did something I didn't do. Never. And I'm right behind him. I mean, I'm right there. And my kids, my kids, you know, what do you you have to show your children about what's right and wrong and standing up for that for for your children. And that there are bad people out there who who don't have the best intentions and you have to fight them and say, this is wrong. So parents. To do
0: it. What, what is Mike's status these days? I know he's out on bail. Are there conditions that he has to adhere yes. to? What are they?
1: Yes, he's not allowed to travel. He can only stay in New York and New Jersey. That's it. He's Oof. not allowed to go anywhere outside the, 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 those parameters. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 like it's <laughs> the, the punishment is the process. Someone says, you know, that's the kind of the. The day to day of like living with this um, is just hell. But again, he's you know he's extremely he has so much integrity, and he has so much. I mean, his heart is broken. The fact that he that people would think he, that's what I think the thing that really hurts him is that how anyone could look at his career and think for one second that he would do anything against the country, his family, his commitment to this country. He almost died several times when he was on the NYPD in shootings, running into burning buildings, helping people. I mean, when I say helping people, this man gave blood for this country and for that city. And to have people look at his career and decide to keep him in this, this, whoever decided to keep him in this case a year after year after year, why? Who who signed off on it? That's the thing that kills him is like, would th- who would think that I would ever do something like this? And it's hurtful. Um, and, you know, shame on them for, for not raising him up as a hero and treating him as a criminal. He is a hero. How many heroes do we still have on this mm. planet? Who, h- how can we punish heroes? If you start punishing heroes, who's going to want to sign up for that and go, well, why? Just to be treated like like I'm, I'm, I'm a criminal? It's 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 terrible. I mean, I you know the thing I said the other day was with Mike McMahon off the street and not being able to be a P.I. Working for the innocent. And when you're a def- working for the defense attorneys, you're trying to find, help innocent people get off and, and make sure they're not jailed, incarcerated. This is what he does. This is what he's so good at. Taking him off the street for the last year and a half. Who gets really hurt by that? Who Who misses out? Other innocent people who need him on the ground, helping mm. them, helping them. It's a, it's it's terrible. All the defense attorneys that he's worked for, are like Mike, as soon as this, we, we love you. Like we can't we miss you. We need you. You're our best investigator. This is terrible what they're doing to you. That's, so, you know, he's just an amazing man. He's an amazing father. He's he's you know, how, how 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 many people on this? Like I said, on this earth have the kind of heart and soul and dedication and, and unselfishness like my husband. I dare you to find anybody as good as him on this planet. I swear to you. And not just because I've married him for 30 years. He's just one of the good guys. And to have this done is just unforgivable. So I'm going to fight for him every step of the way.
0: Well, that's wonderful, and it sounds like, um, you know, you may be among his uh, greatest assets because uh, the the passion uh, that you have for uh, coming to his defense is very inspiring. Now, why do you think, and I realize maybe you can't answer the question, but why do you think he was targeted. A lot of times, when you hear about folks being targeted by the Justice Department or this prosecutor or that prosecutor, they usually have some idea okay, they're doing it because of this agenda or they're doing it because this person has a personal axe to grind against me. Why do you think? I know I'm asking you to speculate here, but why do you think your husband has been targeted like this? Well,
1: let's put it this way I'm one, I, I, I follow the facts, okay? I have theories, you know we all have theories, walk around with theories, but I follow the facts. And there's always an answer to that question. And I will absolutely go down that rabbit hole and find out, you know, what's going on here and what this was all about. Remember, when Mike was working for did this case in 2016, you know, fall 2016, early 2017, the China Initiative wasn't in place yet either. So in 2018, the China initiative came into uh, the government to to really work on trying to find, you know, really Chinese agents or Chinese trying to steal IP. You know, it became a much more to the forefront of our government, the China initiative. Now, Mike had been out of this case for a year and a half or so, whatever it was when that happened. How do you know why did they keep him in? That would have been a great time to bring him in in 2018 to Become part of this this case. If they weren't going to bring him in 2017, they could have brought him in in 2018 when it became amped up, where they were really looking into what's really going on here, and they did. And there's always an answer to this question. I don't know it yet, but I have my ideas and I have my theories on why, and it has to be answered, and it will be answered because there. Right now, it's like it's it's just why. Um, There's always an answer.
0: You know, um, it's hard it's, for me to believe. It is, it's, wrong. It, it's hard for me to believe that the DOJ is actually going to go through with trying this case. But uh, if and when that does come to fruition, I, I'd like to be there in court to to watch this. What is the next step in this case? What is the timetable for a, a trial likely beginning?
1: Uh, well, we'll you know continue to file motions to dismiss. We've already filed some that were were not granted. We'll file more. Um, you know, and, and really dive in more into this, the wrongs of this case and why it should have never have happened in the first place. We'll continue to do that. And we have a status hearing in June where we, you know, discuss where we are with the case. Um, and then in January of 2023, we're scheduled to have a three-week trial. And in the meantime, you still fight. You're constantly fighting. Sure. And our lawyer, uh, our lawyer is uh, Gibbons Law Firm, Larry Lusberg out of New Jersey. is Beast, amazing lawyer, and is just appalled that this has happened to him. And you know he's an amazing lawyer, and I think we're very because Mike had worked with some of the best lawyers in the country. You know we have we had incredible people who had such knowledge and experience in this field to to help us and guide us this process Well, that's so,
0: wonderful. I know the uh, the yes. Pipe Hitter Foundation has uh, gotten yes, behind your you husband's that. case, yes. and uh, yes. I've just posted a link to uh, some information, and uh, folks can can donate on there, and they can learn more about the case. I posted it on my Facebook page. People can thank check it out so at facebook. dot slash fan. But Martha, what else can people do uh, if they want to help your husband and your family, and as you guys go through this, or you know, if they want to make sure this doesn't happen to someone else? Um, what can folks rank-and-file people do? Because I think a lot of people are hearing what happened to you and your family, and they're getting pretty outraged by this.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate you asking them that. Well, first of all, the Pipe Hitter Foundation you know, voted unanimously to support us, which is so humbling for Mike to know that people are out there that believe in him and believe in his innocence on such a large scale. First of all, we have to thank the Pipe Hitter Foundation, Eddie Gallagher, and Andrew, and the board. That that voted unanimously to support us, which is such, you know, gives you hope. You know, for for Michael to have people like that, and it was just, you know, all a I mess mean, too. It was so, it was a ray of hope in a place when we were in such darkness. So I think people can check out, you know, keep checking on the site, and and we'll have updates on the case there. You know, as we move forward, I think I posted on your Facebook page. And you know, I haven't spoken about this on my own platforms publicly. Yeah, yet. I appreciate I you do.
0: doing this interview.
1: Well, no, if I, I'm going to on a much larger scale. And I, what I would ask, this is all we ask, I will never not tell the truth. I will always give you the, the, exactly what's going on in this case. And I, all I ask of people who are my fans or are following this case, that listen to us, hear it from our voice about what's really happening here. Don't get sources from anywhere else other than my voice and what I'm sharing with the world, whether it's an whether it's an interview or there's a huge few articles that are going to be coming out um, on this case in the Mm -hmm. next few weeks and I'm looking forward to them reading them to see how how they turn out to support us Um, so all I ask is that I think people know me you know the one thing about I don't think people understand in in the DOJ or any that people know us Mm -hmm. they've known like, they've known me since I was a teenager. Like, I have a huge support system because they know that I always have a relationship with, with my fans. With M- Martha, we're going to have to you end know, it there.
0: Amazing. I'm just about out of yeah. time. I'm wishing you the best of luck with this. I'm hoping thank that uh, people will go to the uh, Pipe Hitter Foundation's uh, website and go to pipehitterfoundation.org or just go to the link on my Facebook page. And uh, keep us posted on this. I'll be there when the trial oh, well. begins.
1: You're awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I thank really you. appreciate it. Uh,
0: thank you, Martha thank Byrne.